Welcome to today's conversation. I'm so excited to share this coaching session with you as part of the podcast series. Today, I interviewed Nicole. She's a 2-4 cycle generator. And I just want to share a little introduction about her before we dive into the conversation. So Nicole is a professional co-active coach and trained NLP practitioner. She obtained her coaching training from CTI, the largest leadership coach training program in the world. Alongside Kayla, her business partner, they co-founded My Aligned Purpose in June of 2020 to support women entrepreneurs. Nicole has coached over 200 people to become best-selling authors on Amazon and has coached hundreds of women inside of their My Aligned Purpose programs. Her purpose is to support women in elevating their mindset and proving to themselves that anything is possible. So today's conversation was super unique because what we did was I ran a connection chart between herself and a projector client. And we really talked about how we can use human design as a tool to really support how we coach our clients and mentor other people based on their design, because there's going to be natural ways that we influence each other. And sometimes it can lead to codependencies. We also talked about the way that she works with her business partner, Kayla. And we also dove into the pearl sequence in her gene keys and talked about being of service and collaboration and leveraging that to co-create prosperity in business. Conversation was so juicy and I'm really looking forward for you to dive into this. So let's get to it and I hope you enjoy it. Hello everyone. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. I have Nicole here with me and we are going to be diving into a connection chart with a client. We're going to be talking about the gene keys, so many good things. But before I get into the nitty gritty, Nicole, welcome to the conversation and our coaching session today. And I would love if you can share with our audience what your intention is and like what you would like to get out of the conversations. We can like set the tone and dive into all the things together. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to be here. So thank you. My intention is to really understand how as a coach and a mentor, a teacher, a guide, all of those titles, and I'm working with so many different women and I'm really understanding that we're all designed differently. And I want to know as somebody that a lot of people are looking up to, how can I best support them knowing that we're wired differently And to, you know, relieve a little bit of guilt that I've been carrying around, like my energetic uh, tendencies, like I can go and go and go and realizing not everybody is that way. And I'm a business mentor. So I'm like, let's get this party started. Let's get your business flying, soaring. Let's get high numbers. And some people are like, I need a minute. So I really want to be able to understand my clients better and um, to release any, uh, feelings of responsibility around my clients' results. So, you know, I don't take responsibility when they do something amazing and awesome. They write a book. I'm like, yeah, you've written a book, but if they don't launch something or it doesn't go the way they've wanted or financially they're not earning the money that they've hoped to earn, then I start to feel like, oh, is that my fault that I'm not leading them in the best way? So I want to be able to release that. So I'm really just here to learn from you, understand how I can be a better coach and mentor and teacher and to see uh, what some different charts look like. So good. I'm really excited for this conversation because I think it's such a unique thing where I feel that in the personal development space or in the coaching space or mentor space, like it's very often that we say, oh yeah, like everyone's different, you know, but we don't actually have something tangible to be like, 
this is why. And yeah. so this is why I love human design because now we're actually going to specifically look at anonymously a client's chart of Nicole's. And I just want to talk about some of the influences that we can pay attention to when it comes to coaching and using human design as a tool. So I'm really looking forward to this. And I want to address the the kind of guilt that you shared with me that you have around your client's results and just like you having all this energy, because obviously as a sacral generator, like that is one of your gifts, right? So mm -hmm. let's say if I just want to say to the audience, if you're listening on the podcast, there's a link to watch us on YouTube because we are screen sharing and I am showing charts and it's probably going to be easier for this conversation if you can see the screen. But I just want to, I'm just going to talk about what we're seeing on the screen right now. So on the left-hand side, we have a projector chart, splenic projector, 6-3. And then on the right, we have Nicole's chart, who is a 2-4 sacral generator. And then in the middle, we have the combination of the charts together, which is known as a connection chart. And it just shows the blue channels, which are your channels, just so that you know, Nicole, and the orange mm -hmm. channels, which are your client's channels. And so when we bring these charts together, it shows the chemistry that we have with another person. And so this is why this is such an incredible tool to use when it comes to coaching clients, because you can actually see how you're influencing each other, where some of the triggers might be, and the areas of opportunity. So I'm going to talk about your chart first. So Nicole has seven freaking centers defined. There's so much energy in there that you're here <laughs> to share with the world, which is amazing. And you probably like really feel that, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I want to talk about first is you have three out of four motor centers defined. So the little triangle, the heart center, the emotional solar, or the emotional solar plexus, the motor center, but you have an undefined the root center, and then the sacral. So these centers really have to do with that motor energy. And they're, they're kind of about motivation. So you've mm -hmm. got like three quarters of all of the motivational energetics within your chart defined. And so you bring that into your coaching naturally, like you don't have to think about it, it just happens. Now, when we look at a non-sacral being. So for example, looking at your client's chart, they have a defined throat to G center and then spleen to root center. And they have their heart center completely open, which I'm going to address specifically. And then their sacral center is undefined as well. So mm -hmm. when we look at how we influence others is like, it's very, it can be a fine line where codependency can happen, where if somebody has def like definition in their chart and someone else does not, that when they work with that person, they start to operate like that person because they just don't have the awareness. Right. Oh, so I'm curious, God. I'm curious how that resonates with you so far before I like continue down the rabbit hole here. Okay. And I just want to be clear. Um, the tendency is that I would operate like my client or my client would operate like me. So because you have those centers defined and they do not, they would start to pick up your energy and start operating like a sacral generator. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I have a few clients actually that are projectors and one of them, her like running joke is that, um, her whole life, she's been a projector who's trying to be a generator and that like, she's really like, you know, I, I forget how she words it, but she does it in like a really cheeky way, but yeah, I can see how, um, our projector clients like want to keep up with the energetic pace. Yes, exactly. For sure. And so I'm going to talk about how to resolve that, but also I just want to dive a little bit more into the influence of that so that you as a mentor can like see that in your client, catch it, and then coach them back into their own alignment with their design. Mm, so amazing. 
one of the biggest things, like obviously with the sacral, like 60 to 70% of the population have their sacral defined and there's actually less population that has it undefined. But if you think about it, if majority of the population has it defined and let's say, you know, we're obviously aware in how we're running our business through the lens of human design. So we're going to be taking decisions that are more aligned for us. But there's a lot of people in the world who are doing shit they don't want to be doing and they're frustrated. Yes. <laughs> like That is super Or they're obvious. bitter. Yes, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. But then because it really depends on like, for example, a projector client may be so influenced by you being lit up by the work that you're doing that they're lit up in the work that they're doing, but they get burnt out. So they're mm-hmm. amplifying the fact that you're lit up. But then right. like non-sacral beings, projectors, reflectors, manifestors, if they're around people who are out of alignment with their sacral, they're just going to be amplifying that frustration or that anger of that manifesting generator. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like, that's an example with the sacral. So it's like when you're coaching a client who's a non-sacral being and you start to notice that they're just like, the thing is when you have a center undefined, like you can actually really amplify and have like a more intense, but shorter burst of creator creative energy, but it's not going to be the same sustainable energy that you see with somebody who actually has their sacral defined. So it's like bringing that awareness back to your client and having them use their authority, their splenic authority, which mm-hmm. is the, you know, connecting to the root and the bottom and the left hand side of their chart, having them come back to that authority because that authority is, is this physically healthy for me? Is oh, this, okay. is this going to bring me safety and security? You know, if I keep doing this, like if they're working, you know, 12 hour days, three days in a row, because they need to get something done, like, is that actually sustainable? Right. And if it's a no for them, then they need to stop and reevaluate how they're taking action, mm-hmm. right? Whereas as a sacral generator, you having your heart center defined, right? The little triangle, having that sacral defined and your root defined as well. It's like, you're going to have that extra drive to work those 36 hours in three days, right? Yeah, I kind of feel like, I feel like the Energizer Bunny and I feel that I don't, I wouldn't take rest unless I started to understand, like I started to learn about my human design, maybe like three years ago. And I was like, oh, I have to truly prioritize. Like I should slow down right now. So I don't reach burnout, but it's not a feeling of like, I'm tired. And so I'm going to slow down. It's preventative. It's like, I will need to slow down. So I should do it now. Otherwise I feel like I can go and go and go and go and go. Yes. Yes. And so that's, that's so good that you pointed that out because I can resonate with that too, being a sacral being like being a sacral generator. It's like, okay, I have all these things to do, but when am I going to go to the gym or when am I going to go for a walk or do something not related to business? Like I I literally have to schedule it in my calendar. Oh my God, Kayla. So do I. And I'm always telling my clients this. I'm like, you don't have to, cause they're like, well, how do you prioritize your day? And how do you time block? I'm like, well, you don't have to do it how I do it. Cause I'm kind of nutty about it, but I literally will write out the time I wake up when I'm going to shower, when I'm going to work out, when I'm going to sit down for an hour, when I'll eat lunch. Like I write it all down. I might not follow that. I might not even look at it the next day, but my brain needs to compute. Like I want to accomplish 100 things tomorrow and there's only so many hours in the day so where am I going to fit those in and then I can see like oh I actually don't have time to journal meditate visualize vision board read go to the gym go to the yoga class and do all my work and see my husband and walk my dogs and all of that make my meal so I'm like okay so if something's got to give me I'll do something the next day 
Totally. And you know what I love too, is like, obviously this is some people might be like, that's so overwhelming. I don't want to plan, but it doesn't, if, you, if, if planning doesn't resonate with you, it could actually just be boundary setting. And if that yeah. feels like, oh, it's actually boundary setting. And it's like, okay, these are my limitations today for my own health. Mm. That's something that like, for example, a non-sacral being could do because there's always more shit to do. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, like honestly. Right. And I think one of the other things with, let's say this projector chart is that one of the biggest woundings that I consistently talk with about projectors is their the belief that they have this that it's difficult for them to see themselves. It's like their their success and recognition that is their signature, but because like we're so indoctrinated into like doing work equals results equals success and recognition, like in the corporate space or just in society, that is such a that is such a big conditioning factor that projectors need to work on and so it's like for example generators like we're here to build we're here to create mm -hmm. projectors have the gift of being able to project and really see things deeply and to really guide and mentor that doesn't mean they can't do the nitty-gritty they're just not going to have the same stamina as the generator because that's not how they're designed to make an impact and so it's like reminding your clients like if they really start getting pulled into like the creative and the building but you know that they're a genius at seeing things. It's like asking them to pull back and recognize themselves. That's mm -hmm. like the biggest thing when a projector can recognize, like, even if, oh, I'm doing all these things, but they're not done yet. Wow, you're doing all these things and you're working on them. Mm -hmm. That's the reframe. And so that can really support projectors. It's actually crazy. This morning, I, I was voice messaging with a client. She's a projector and she was saying how she was listening to Carrie, or sorry, Karen Curry Parker on a podcast episode or something like that. And she was saying how a projector who is well-rested is going to be more magnetic for invitations. And mm -hmm. so my client was like, well, you see, I have kids, I'm working a job, I have my business, I'm studying, like, how do I find time to rest? And I'm like, okay, if you can recognize the fact that you're a mother, mm -hmm. you're working to support your family and yourself, you're also focusing on your business. You're studying to better yourself as a person. If you can recognize that and see that, you are going to be able to set the correct boundaries in order for you to rest because you value yourself and you are generating your own self-worth. And that is like the biggest thing for projectors. And so I'm curious, you knowing this client, I don't know anything about this client just so that the audience knows that. I'm literally just speaking to the design. I'm curious how that shows up in, you know, your experience with with this person or with projectors in general that you work with? Yeah, what I was thinking when you were talking is um, this particular client, and I, I want her to listen to this episode, I'll share it with her, is she is really starting to come into the acceptance um, of being a projector and how she's wired. And a lot of her work now is being designed around rest. Like she you know, coach with her to learn how to rest and remove the guilt for resting. I think what I'm noticing in not just this particular client, um, but a, a few projector clients in general is, and I see that their theme is bitterness and mine is frustration. So I don't know if bitterness is the word, but maybe irritation around the money piece. So, okay, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm supposed to rest and take things slow and see the bigger picture, but like, how do I make money out of that? How do I be 
a successful, um, thriving business, because I think, you know, a lot of times they're looking at us. And when I say us, it's because I have a business partner who's a manifesting generator, also an energizer bunny. And we are like going at lightning speed and we're always like adapting and growing and our business is really like financially abundant. And I know that our clients see that. And so I don't want them to be comparing themselves with the success and the velocity at which we move. Also, we've been in business longer, but like, what would you recommend to project our clients who are meant to lean into this, like wait for the invitation, move slowly, rest and make money. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm so happy you brought this up because I wanted to talk about the heart center and this is like a perfect conversation for that. So the heart center is, you know, the little triangle. It's like, it's such a little, little V thing in the chart, but it actually has such a big influence because it's more rare to have it defined than undefined. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, for example, your projector client has it completely open. So this center is specifically about your desires, your drive in life, resources, your integrity, your commitment. So a majority of the population, you have the center undefined or completely open. When somebody has it defined and you talk about this velocity and this intensity and this commitment and drive that you have with your business partner to like get shit done in your business, when we, and I'm saying we, cause I have it open. When we see that it's like, oh, that's how hard I need to work. Mm. Oh, that's the value of the bonuses or the time commitment of working with clients or the types of services or the price point that I need to have. Oh, that's what I should be doing right? Because when we have the undefined open centers, we are seeking that energy and we amplify what it is that others are doing that have that defined. So that's going to be like a really big influencing factor. So in order to support people who majority of your clients will have this space undefined or open, it's like putting it back on them. It's like, what is your capacity? Mm-hmm. What is valuable to you? And the fact is when these centers are open or undefined, what happens is there's more fluidity with it. You know, like for example, I just ran a hypnotic keys program and I did a, it was meant to be self-paced and I over-delivered. I ended up doing WhatsApp support and calls and so on. And then I realized I'm like, no, I actually need to give more support. So the next time I'm running it, I've changed the value. I've changed the commitment that I have towards it rather than sticking to the same structure. So that's an example of like, you kind of need to trial and error a little bit, but then also you need to know your boundaries. And I think that putting that on your client and being like you, like you get to decide it's not because I have this energy. They don't, they mean, you don't have to explain the heart center to them, but you know, just Mm. because I have this drive in me consistently doesn't mean that you have to do it this way because I have these specific results. So I'm curious how that's resonating with you in terms of like a coaching point for clients. Yeah, I think, you know, that reminder of putting it back on them is helpful. And I, I didn't even know that that was the heart center and I didn't know that it's uncommon or less frequent for it to be defined. So I'm curious to know a little bit more about that, but yeah, I think like, I would really love to be able to remind our projector clients of you have this gift that is a lot rarer than how I'm wired um, use it to your advantage. So, you know, is there a way to monetize rest? Is there a way to say, Hey, I'm a really restful, calm, peaceful being. And 
and that is magnetic, you know, does that, I'm curious if you think, or if you've seen, do projectors benefit more from if entrepreneurial projectors benefit more from marketing to other projectors and, or is it equally as, um, important and, uh, yeah, I guess valued for them to be marketing out to the generator type folks. Yes. Oh my God. I love this question because I have a friend of mine who is a six, two splenic projector, similar chart to your Mm -hmm. client. And she, she is so embodied in valuing her rest and her health and her boundaries. She shares this. She's rec- like what I talked about earlier around this. She recognizes her boundaries and her needs and she shares this because that sixth line is about being a role model. So your clients is six, three, right? So that sixth line is like role modeling what it is that you're embodying. And she has actually influenced me immensely in the last four years around me resting as a generator. Mm. And not having to go, go, go all the time. And the way that she shows shows up embodied as a projector who's honoring her her boundaries and her needs, I'm like, it makes me question what my boundaries and needs are. And it supported me. So it's not, she's not just marketing to projectors. She's showing up embodied in herself. She's being that lighthouse. She's she's recognizing herself. And I see that in her. So mm. I think that, you know, for for me, it's like, she's helped me because she's so embodied in like, Hey, these are my cycles. Like I'm resting. I'm seeking additional support financially because this is what I'm going through in my business. I'm taking care of myself, like all of that, which is very rooted in the splenic authority. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm seeing her do this. And I'm like looking at my own business and I'm like, I have the grind, like I have the grit to do this, but do I actually need to do this right now? Like, how can I slow down and and like take more time to think and process and it's in that slowing down that the correct ideas come to me to respond to yeah yeah and you know oh sorry go ahead oh no go on go on oh well I was just gonna say even though I am the generator like energizer bunny I meant to say and I think back to like 10 years ago when I was in my like mid to late 20s and I had just graduated from my BEd program to become a high school teacher and I was in Nova Scotia, so there weren't permanent teaching positions. I was subbing. And a typical day for me, which I loved, I thought like, why would you live life any other way than this? And I was also a yoga teacher at the time and a waitress. I would wake up and I would teach private yoga. Then I would go to a high school, substitute teach all day long, leave that substitute teaching job. And I would volunteer and like coach basketball or do big brothers, big sisters. I was on both of those volunteer things. Then I would go to a waitressing job for like a 6 p.m. dinner and stay there until like 11 at night, then go home and do it all over again. And I was thinking like, I can't believe all my other friends like don't do this. Like, why wouldn't you be seizing the day and like getting the most out of the day? And now we flash forward, you know, 10 years later or something. I'm in my late 30s now. In our business, we're three years into our business. And the way we set it up the last two years, actually, is we don't work the last week of every month. So I'm on this call with you, but I don't have any calls today. I don't have any calls all week. We've taken off the last week of every month. And even though there is this like, I I could probably be doubling my income if I wanted to be on calls all day, every day with clients, but I don't want that. And it's in these weeks of rest 
that I'm like so fucking fueled for when we get back on with our clients week one of the month and I get outside more and I'm with my dogs and I'm at the beach and I am so energized, like even more energized than I already am. Actually, it feels more like a clean energy. It's like a clean energy rather than like a hustle hamster wheel energy um, that I feel like that's what this rest has provided me, but I had to schedule it in. I couldn't, I, I wouldn't like get to the end of the month and think like, oh, I'm tired. I need a week off. We purposely said, okay, the last week of every month, let's block off our calendars and not take any client calls. And that has been immensely beneficial to us. Yes. And I bet you in that time too, the resting has become productive because then you're coaching your clients better. They're getting better results. You have more ideas you can implement. You've had more time to mull it over instead of having that urgency to execute right away. And the thing is too, is that even when you were sharing about, you know, 10 years ago, how you're doing all the things you were doing, the things that lights you up. That's literally the definition of that sacral being recharged from the things that we love doing. Yeah. Right. So I think that it's so beautiful that you're showing an example. Cause I also have heard of some projectors like taking a full week off once a month because they need to rest. Like it's not just projectors that need to rest like sacral beings need to rest as well. And it's not, non not just non-sacral beings that need to rest. Right. Like we really want to to emphasize that. And so, and the other thing I wanted to say too, is like one of your gifts. So we have some of the channels here that I, that I wanted to talk about in the connection chart, but one of the ones that is most significant to me in our conversation is the 2644, which connects from your heart center over to your spleen on your chart. And this channel is specifically like you're naturally gifted to see what is best in other people for them to succeed. Hmm. And so here's the funny thing, right? And also too, I just feel like that's, I think yourself and I'm pretty sure Kayla also have that channel. So it's like the fact that your business is literally about supporting entrepreneurs and like amplifying their gifts, like that just like, it's a no brainer. Like it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So this channel for you is highlighted in blue in the connection chart. This is known as a dominance channel. So what that means is that in your client's chart, they don't have any gates to find. It's completely open. So your ability to really see them will come more naturally than how they see themselves. Mm, Okay. That resonates too. Right. So then it's like, how can you communicate in a way where you can support your client as a projector to really see themselves so that they can find their own rhythm and set their own boundaries rather than trying to copy, for example, like either subconsciously or consciously what you and Kayla are doing in your business. Right. So it's like you can look at these at these channels and and really, you know, wonder like for example, your client has the eight um eight to one channel. So from the throat center into the G center. And this is like really about like leadership, self-expression and like having their own style and how they do things. Right. And when I look at your chart, you have a disconnection from your G center to your throat. So you may see that this client is like really great at at finding their own style and having that exquisiteness and self-expression, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is a way that they can influence you, but then also you can influence them through that dominance channel of seeing like what they're so great at doing and how to execute that. Mm -hmm. So it's like being able to, I just wanted to give a couple of examples with the channels and like how you can influence each other. But I think that 
the human design and the fact that we have this tangible thing, like circling back to that beginning of the conversation is we can use this as a tool and be able to set those boundaries and not create codependency. Cause I feel like this is something that can just happen where it's like, we get stuck in feeling like we have to keep working with that person or we can't trust ourselves. But when we have this as an example of like, okay, this is why my sacral influences you. This is what you can do instead. Like there's just constant resolution, right? Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to share a couple of examples there, but I'm curious if anything came up for you in that. Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, that's my superpower. And I feel like that's, I noticed that when I was teaching, I was like, oh, I can really see where a student has strengths. And I'm not even going to look at like, if you're not good at math, I'm not even going to we're not even going to look at it. If you're excellent at art, we're going to blow up what you do with art. Like, and I really focus on what somebody's good at. And I can see that I can pick it up in their energy and in a conversation. Um, and I think like, that's why, you know, Kayla and I, we always say like, we're your biggest cheerleaders. We're not here to say like, oh, like you don't know how to do this. It's like, but you're so good at this. So let's focus on this. Let's grow this and expand this. Um, and then, yeah, seeing this particular client, and I mean, so many of our clients, I'd be curious to know, like, that throat down to the G-Center, and I don't know anything about what this G-Center means, but um, how theirs is defined and mine is open, I definitely feel like I'm very observant of, like, wow, she's really doing her thing, and that is working for her. Like, fuck yes, I'm so happy that she's in her zone, like stay in your zone, stay in your lane. This is where you're excelling. Stop trying to compare and come over here. You are doing it when you're staying over here. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Another thing that I can see here, just because I wanted to talk about the channels a bit more is this 27 to 50. So you mm -hmm. have it in your chart connecting here. So the 27 to 50 is known as the channel of preservation and it's designed to nurture, care, teach, and transmit the values needed for the next generation of the tribe or family. So it's like, I know that you're working with entrepreneurs who are obviously committed to leaving like a legend behind, like really like leaving a legacy behind. That's like, to be a legend and leave a legacy is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And it's like, you can really see that in people. But here's the interesting thing is that your client, they have gate 27 and it's hanging, mm. right? So it's not a full channel, but you have the full channel in your chart. So you're naturally going to, you may see this more than they see it for themselves. Like to this projector client, it's like these, this is what you are capable of doing. Like I can see this in you. This is what's possible. And so it's like using that energy to continue to guide them because they don't have that full channel to see it for themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like the more, I mean, I know that you and I are going to have like a billion conversations after this <laughs> yeah. session, but like being able to look at somebody's gates and see, you know, is it a compromised channel? So for example, a compromised channel is when they have half or they have the gate, but you have the whole channel. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're going to dominate that energy. Right. And then the dominance channels is when you have the whole channel and they have none of it. So like that 44, 26 that we talked about. Right. And then actually, I'm curious to talk about this. So the electromagnetic channel, you and your client have one. So she has the 60 mm -hmm. in her root center reaching for the sacral and you have the three. So an electromagnetic channel is like this, this connects like a magnet and it like creates like the spark. So the three to 60 
This is known as the channel of mutation and it's designed to be a change agent, bring transformation and really create quantum leaps. So I'm curious if when you get into conversations, especially because the root center is like this pressure to evolve, to go to the next thing. And then you have this creative energy and how to do that. I'm curious if you notice these conversations of like, okay, what if this happens for your own personal growth that could lead to this? So there's like this collaborative energy around what they could do next. And I'm curious if that shows up for you in conversation because the electromagnetic channel is like a very sparky connection that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, what I noticed with this particular client is, um, okay, well, first of all, what I notice in myself is I'm an ideas machine. So I'm like, I could popcorn ideas all day long. Here's a business, here's a business. Everybody take my business ideas because I can't implement on all of them. And with her, um, what I've noticed is as she's leaned more into like the few things that she wants to have offering, I'm like, how can I help you? Like I hired her. I said, okay, actually, I told you at the beginning that I did a cord cutting. I did it with this client. She's an energy healer. And I think she's so gifted and talented at what she does. And I want to be able to experience what she does firsthand. So then I can go out and tell the masses, like hire this person for this thing, because she's so good at what she does. I'm not going to go out and, um, like boast or market somebody's business if I don't believe in it. So I really like see her gifts. Um, and I can see like when we get into conversation about healing, about energy, about um, like she's really into cyclical living. And I'm like, this is your gift. I And what we talked about and what we talk about with a lot of our clients is you think, and we do this too, I'm, I'm certainly guilty of this too, you think that everybody is talking about this or that they know this. They don't. I don't know how to plant a carrot. I don't know how to follow the seasons um, and live cyclically. Like that is how you are wired. It's your passion and not everybody's talking about it. So if you want to go create a course on how to grow carrots and you think everybody already knows how to do that, they don't. I'm proof. I don't know how to grow a carrot. I know how to grow a business. So like, you know, I really see when we get into these conversations of like, you are so talented at this, go after it. And then my ideas can start to, and this is the thing too, I don't want to feel like I'm bombarding her or anybody else with my ideas. So it's like, take it or leave it. But here's about five things you could do with what you're talented at and go run with it. Yes. Yes. It's so good. And what I hear in that too is, well, two things I want to point out that are naturally showing up from your chart. You having that defined heart center again is all about integrity. And it's like, when you know something to be true, like you're going to drive it home. So it's like, if you know that somebody is an excellent service provider in X, Y, and Z, or you love a certain product, like you're going to drive that home to people. That's yeah. part of like the power of that defined heart center. And also you having a completely open head center, which is all about your inspiration, your ideas, finding answers. When you talk about being able to like popcorn off ideas all day long, that's that's like one of your gifts is that there's just no limitation to how you can see things but obviously you shared that it sounds like you've realized like obviously I'm not about to start 10 different businesses so it's not like you feel like you have to be attached to those ideas but you're here to share them with others oh yeah I'm like take them T somebody take this go invent it run with it like I am here to give you the business ideas I like I Kayla my business partner is uh, really organized. Um, and she's a Virgo and, uh, she loves like systems and charts and Asana and all of that. 
And we came to a mutual decision about a year ago where she was like, Nicole, please start documenting your ideas somewhere because I can't open up my text messages every day to 10 new ideas or my head's going to explode. How about you put them in a sauna and then like every Monday we'll review your 1 billion ideas from the week and whatever ones we both feel really energized and jazzed to go with, we'll go with them. But that's just like every day I'm like, oh my God, like I, yeah, I could if I had the capacity and I was an implementer, which I'm not, I'm a starter, not a finisher. I could start 20 businesses a day, but who would that serve it? You know, it, somebody else has to take them. What I love about this is that the way that you put it into a sauna and both of you come back and revisit it is like, you're literally using your sacrals to make a decision. Like, does this light us up or not? Which is yeah. perfect. So that, that in itself is great. And honestly, any type can do that, even a projector. And you can, you can come to your authority. Like, do I feel the pull to do this? Do I have the energy for this? Right. Manifestors. Do I have the urge to initiate this reflectors? Like, is this something that I feel that will carry me energetically through, you know, my cycles? Like there's so many ways to approach that. I think that just putting things in one place so that we can come back to it is like a great time management tool as well. So I yeah. love that. Yeah, absolutely. So good. I have a question about, um, like, well, my client's chart, maybe both of ours, but more specifically hers, because I don't know as much about it. Can you say a little bit more about how my clients that are six threes, like what, what is that advantage for them? What to look out for as a role model martyr? Yes. So the six, three profile, the six line is all about, so you'll see when you start to get into the rabbit holes of human design online, the language will differ a little bit, but the, the six line falls into like role model or teacher, educator, like those are the typical theme. And the three line, the traditional terms is martyr, but you're going to see more of the experimenter, which I mm -hmm. personally prefer that word because martyr people are like, what is that? Right. Yeah. So as a six, three, what this means is that this person as a projector, they need to go out and experiment. And then they're going to take their wisdom gained from that experimentation and role model it and share it with other people and mm. really be able to, because the sixth line is about, you know, what we call being on the roof in human design terms, which is like, you're the last line. So there's one to six lines that contribute to the different profiles in human design. And that sixth line is really about being on the roof and seeing things very far like seeing like what's next like sometimes there can be a bit of this alienation energy because the sixth line can just see things in a way that the other lines don't see but they're here to share that with others and mm -hmm. so i think that that's a really big thing is like encouraging this client along with everything else that we talked about today to go and experiment the three line is unconsciously defined for them and what that means is that they need to definitely have a lot of movement so whether that is physically like going outside, walking, running yoga, you know, doing things where they can move their body, it could be painting, it could be cooking, the experimenting of doing things can be really supportive for them to process and feel embodied so they can show up as mm -hmm. a sixth line. So I'm curious if that resonates with how you know your client. Yeah, it's funny because I heard her say not too long ago that she's like, I I want to get back into the gym, but I don't know that like the atmosphere of the gym is for me, but like, I want to, you know, make that a priority again, but she's somebody who like loves to be outside. So it's like, okay, reminding her that that movement and that energy um, can be done in an environment that like actually supports her. And yeah, she definitely is somebody that is like on the roof and can see far ahead. Like I I really see in her, she's like 
wise. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's the gift of, of the sixth line. So I think even just understanding your clients profiles and speaking to that can speak volumes because this is like an, just like an automatic setting. Like you don't have to think about this, but when, you know, you explain to a client like, Oh, you're a six, three, Oh, you're a one, four, Oh, you're a two, five. And you understand what that is. And you tell them and they feel seen, then they can make conscious decisions based on that, which is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So good. So we're going to pivot conversations in a minute to the gene keys, but I just really wanted to check in with you and see if you feel that this conversation brought more clarity in terms of how you can support your clients, like what your gifts are, like different types of boundaries to set and so on. I want to make sure that this just brings you more clarity, for example, before we dive into the gene keys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We've got a good handful of projector clients. um, And so knowing you know, the overarching theme that I'm getting with projectors, like I've, I've picked up that, like the invitation, but also this, like, what feels good for you? Not like without looking at what I'm doing or what other people are doing, like what is going to truly light you up and trusting that you can build a monetized business off of that. Since I am working with entrepreneurs, like, let's be real. We, we need money to have a business. Um, otherwise we've got a passion project. So it really is about like, yeah, how can you set yourself up financially with your innate gifts with not doing what I'm doing, not looking at what other generators, manifesting generators are doing, but like you, the, the person who actually can see further and wider, what would make sense for you? Yes. And I love to hear that you and Kayla are committed to doing this as mentors, because unfortunately there are still a lot of people out there who are just wanting to sell what works for them. And the people who are maybe vulnerable or less aware, they buy into that literally and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and then it never gets to be sustainable for them. So like, this is the most sustainable way to grow a business. So I love that this is like what you're doing because it just like, obviously lights me up so good. Yeah. I'm really excited to, um, I want to know basically all of our clients, like, especially those in our year long program who were, you know, we're with for a year. I want to know all of their, um, their definitions, like if yes. they're, or their profiles, I mean, um, like, are they a six, two, a two, four? I want to know a little bit more about that, about our clients. Totally. We can definitely have a conversation about that for yeah. sure. So okay, good. Awesome. Okay, we're going to pivot the conversation and talk about the Gene Keys. And I know that one of the other intentions that you and I talked about in our conversation today was like really looking at how to, you know, create this sustainable business, but collaborate. That was like a word that you use. And I love that because that's like one of my main words for this year is like I always set an intention with the word mm-hmm. and that that sustainability and impact. So I'm curious if you want to elaborate a little bit more on this part of our conversation and like what, what it is you want to get out of it. And then I'm going to, I know you're totally new to the Gene Keys. I'll give a little rundown and then we're going to dive into the Pearl sequence and maybe a little bit of the Venus sequence as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, being in a business partnership, uh, 50-50, there's obviously daily minute-by-minute collaboration there. And um, also, I just really feel that collaboration is the way of the future. And so I think understanding how Kayla and I work together as a team, 
um, how to best collaborate with other people, um, how to move forward in a way where we can see where somebody is picking up what we might be dropping and vice versa, like working with other entrepreneurial women who are adjacent to what we're doing. So if we were parallel and we're both doing business mentorship for, you know, serious entrepreneurial women, then, you know, maybe there's not so much of a crossover, but if it's like somebody like you that has um, this particular like gift and talent that we don't have, um, but you also want to work with entrepreneurial women, well then like, how can we soar together? Yes. Oh my God. This is so good. Okay. So I'm going to answer that question. And what I'm really going to speak to specifically is the pearl sequence, which is the blue spheres and arrows connecting here in this, in this area. This sequence is all about your, like your greatest talent that you're here to share, to make an impact, the people that you're destined to connect with and really how to create, co-create prosperity. And I think you understanding this, when you go into those conversations to have collaborations, you're really going to know what you're bringing to the table. And so that person is clear on like, oh my gosh, that's what you're bringing. This is what I'm bringing. And it again, collaboration is like the underbelly. Mm -hmm. So because you're you're newer to the gene key so I'll give I'll give a breakdown even just for people watching this I know that your clients are probably going to be watching this are probably like what the heck is gene keys like this is insane and same as human design but we're going to talk about gene keys right now so okay. when you look at the human design chart so Richard Rudd is the founder of the gene keys and Ra Uruhu is the founder of human design they worked together Part of the human design system, so you and I earlier in the conversation, we're talking about gates, we're talking about channels. The gates are all numbers, numbers one to 64. These numbers come from this Chinese divination text called the I Ching system. Mm. The I Ching system with these numbers are basically 64 different energetic archetypes. And what happened was Richard Rudd channeled the Gene Keys where he created these three different sequences that have three different themes. And based on when we look at your human design chart, we have the 13 different planets. I put air quotes because some of them like North nodes, South nodes are not planets, but if you're into astrology, I just want to respect that. So we have the, the planetary placements, the gates are within those planetary placements those gates and gene keys are the same, but there's only 11 planets that come into the gene keys. So here we have 11 spheres that come mm -hmm. from your human design chart that create the three sequences. So the planets we have in here are like your conscious or unconscious moon, sun and earth, Jupiter, Mars, and Venus. So when we look at the pearl sequence, I talked a little bit about what the sequence is, where we air quotes start with the gene keys is in the activation sequence. When you contemplate the gene keys, it's not about where you start. Because if you think about it in life, our life is just ever flowing and fluid. This is what I love about the gene keys because human design is, is in my opinion, not facts, just my opinion, a more masculine structure where it's like, this is your type, here's your strategy, here's your authority. The gene keys are incredibly nuanced, which I love. And so the activation sequence is like you getting physically grounded and activated in your 3D world and what your zones of genius are. From okay. there, you go into the Venus sequence, which mm -hmm. is the red sequence here. And this is really about opening up your heart, connecting more with others, unconditional love. And it leads into the pearl sequence, which when you are able to open up and really contemplate having an open heart and connecting more with others, that creates the best possibility for collaboration mm. and making an impact. So today's conversation, 
we're going straight into the pearl sequence and we're going to talk about how you know there's the gifts there and your abilities on you know generating prosperity simplifying prosperity and so on and then how you can take that on through your human design embodiment so that was a very long-winded explanation but i'm curious i just want to check in if that if that resonates with you you don't have to like know and remember and understand everything i said but i i just want to kind of check in and see how you're doing with that that explanation being newer to the gene keys i'm just like wow this is so complex and so cool and now i'm like i want to i want to know those 64 <laughs> um like different things so yeah i'm i'm here to learn it all okay so good let's dive into it Okay. So one of the things with the gene keys is I want to talk about briefly the art of contemplation. So this is based on like the Taoism approach. And it's also one of the things that Richard influences or encourages because it influences how we experience the gene keys. So the, you know, for human design, it's like, okay, here's your strategy. Here's a, your authority. This is how you do things. This is how you don't do things. Like it can be black and white, but there's still nuance. Mm -hmm. But with the gene keys, the art of contemplation is like when you're looking at these numbers, and you're looking at these words and it's like, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> the art of, like, literally, I'm just going to say it. It's like the art of contemplation is about being curious. It's mm. about being patient and being gentle with how we experience these, you know, these words or how we see things or understand things. It's a much more feminine approach. It's very flowy, right? It's not black and white. It's always nuanced, which there's so much freedom in that because ultimately, today us having a conversation about the gene keys could be very different than tomorrow right which right. is it speaks to our the fluidity that we have as being a human being so let's dive into this the first okay. fear that you have in your pearl sequence is known as your vocation this fear is like your deepest core wounding that you mm -hmm. receive when you are in the womb so it's like your unconscious mars planet this wounding is like our biggest fear around like aloneness. Mm -hmm. But when we contemplate this, like I said, when we're curious about where we see these, these words, these energetic patterns, these frequencies of that gene key, then we can start to see it show up in our life and we can start to flow with it. So for example, 44.2, the shadow of, and one thing I love too, is when I'm hearing you share is like your vocation becomes your core talent. This is like your biggest thing that you're like here to share with the world. It's like your biggest creative point. Literally everything that you said about collaborating with other entrepreneurs, like the parallels, the adjacents, how do you do it? That gift of teamwork is like literally what you're here to bring to the world. Mm -hmm. So that connection with others, even when you work with clients, one-on-one -on -one, right in coaching sessions like that is teamwork so mm -hmm. when we look at so every gene key has three energetic expressions we have the shadow which is like the low frequency mm -hmm. we have the gift and then we have the city which is the highest frequency so when we look at 44 and it's interesting because in human design earlier in our conversation we talked about that channel that 44 to 26 mm -hmm. and i said how you're naturally so good at seeing what other people are great at are doing like where their gifts and their skills and their talents lie so again this is literally your core wounding this is your biggest talent in seeing this in other people this is why you said you know we're like cheerleaders to the entrepreneurs to take action and do the damn thing right mm -hmm. and so that shadow of interference is like you're either interfering with yourself where it's like well no that can't be it like no i'm not sure i don't think that's it or maybe you're interfering with the process because there's a lack of trust mm. 
So when you think about teamwork, teamwork, there has to be trust, whether you're playing on a sports team, whether you have a business partnership, whether you're having an intimate conversation Mm -hmm. with a client. So when we look at the highest expression of synergy, that's like really about just all together, like this cohesive collaborative space. Right. And so it's so interesting how you like, Kayla, I really want to talk about collaboration where it's like in the core wound of you. Mm-hmm. And so the two line is like you connecting with other people and the marketing is like you, you're really good at sharing this with other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to hear that was a lot of information, but I'm curious to hear how that shows up for you and like what's resonating or maybe what's confusing that I can clarify. Yeah. I mean, it really resonates in that I feel like what we do differently in my line purpose to a lot of other like people who are in the same industry is we market our people outward every day. If you're a coach and you're in our world, we're like, Hey, hire this coach. And people are like, aren't you scared that they're going to hire you them and not you? And we're like, no, I think there are 8 billion people on this fucking planet and everybody should have a coach. So get out there, find the one that fits for you. So you know, in our stories every day, we have notifications on, uh, for all of our clients. So as soon as they post something, we'll reshare and tag them, hire this woman, work with this woman. Like we do that for our people. And I think where I feel the like interference or the frustration or whatever it might be is where I'm like, why are more people doing this? You know, like you see these Facebook groups and it's like, they've got 20,000 plus people in them and you're not allowed to market. And I'm like, well, then what is the point of being here in our Facebook group? We're like, we have a form, fill out the form. We will shout you out every single week. We will tell everybody to hire you, how to hire you, how much you are, why they should work with you. I just don't believe in competition. Um, I just believe there is enough to go around. I believe in the universal law of oneness. If you can have it, so can I, if I can have it, so can you. So I think my frustration with this is like, why are we all not putting each other on a pedestal and saying, hire this woman, check her out, work with her. You know, you tag somebody and then they'd like, don't reshare your story for whatever reason. Maybe they don't want their community to see your profile. Cause then you'll, they'll go work with them and not or work with you and not them. And I'm like, well, that's just not going to work out for me. That's not how I do things. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Like really, you know, this, I, who I can't remember who I was talking to in the last couple of years they're asking me like well Kayla like don't you think that you know the coaching industry is competitive I'm like no because there's going to be things that that person is better at doing that so-and-so is going to resonate and vice versa for me and it's like we're actually just all committed to making an impact with the people that we work with like we all have the same fucking goal so why yeah. you know this isn't a we're not on a soccer field it's yeah. not like there's only one client in the whole fucking world that we're going to support. And we have to fight for that one person and the loser has to walk away. Like that's literally not how it works. No. And I don't want to work with everybody. And I presume not everybody wants to work with me and that's okay. I mean, I have a coach. Well, I have a coach that I'm wrapping up with. I've been with her for two years and she was amazing. And we just hired a new coach last week. We started with her. And I mean, she is one of, I'm sure millions of coaches that we could have hired, but we were like, it's your energy. It's you. I want to work with you. It's like, there's enough to go around. And then the other coaches that we didn't choose to work with other people will work with them. Also, depending on like where you're at financially and where you're at time-wise and commitment and energetics, it's like, there is enough to go around. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you know what, this is actually tying in so perfectly to your gene keys. So I want to talk about the culture sphere now, because everything you just said, I want to show how it's connected to this. So when we go from the vocation, 
like your pearl sequence is like a map to your version of prosperity. So right now we're having conversations in terms of like how you collaborate with other people, the things that you look for, and that's going to contribute to the bigger picture of you being successful in your business, but also being able to support your clients, right? That's right. all prosperity. It's 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 so much more than just money, right? But all money can come from that. So when we look at vocation, it comes over, this is the pathway of initiation to the culture sphere. So the culture sphere Typically in, in the online space, people are like, oh, like these are the purple, they're the people, not the purple, <laughs> the people that I'm quote supposed to work with. But the mm -hmm. way that I explain this to people is that it's the culture that you're here to create with the people that you're working with. So you literally just gave such a beautiful example of discernment, mm -hmm. which is the gift of 13.5 in this sphere. So being able to discern, yes, this is for me. No, this is not for me but then also having empathy, which is the highest expression of, you know, being empathetic, like this is for me, this is not for me. Like I feel for you, like just being that, that level of consideration. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the shadow of discord is like everything that you just said, like, why is there competition? Why is there disconnect? Like, this is ridiculous. Right. And then what I love too, is that fifth line society, what that has to do is like the people that you're, that you're creating this discernment and this connection with is at a societal level. So it's like all of these pockets of entrepreneurs that you work with that are out in the world, making an impact. Like those are the kind of people that you want to connect with. And that's the kind of culture that you're there to create is like, how can we discern what is best for each other and have empathy, whether it works out or not. So I'm yeah. curious if that resonates with you. Yeah, absolutely. I, everything you just said totally resonates. And, you know, you just saw, we hosted our, one of our retreats this past weekend and the number one feedback we got, we had 27 women there. The number one feedback we got was this community is like nothing else I've ever been a part of because everyone truly wants to see the other person succeed. Like there's, and we make it so clear all the time and there's no space for, for gossip or for comparing. And, you know, we were all sitting around at dinner and I was sharing a story about my sister was at the retreat. And so I said, you know, Christine and I, our mom raised us. I can remember being really little and my mom pulling me aside and we were at a birthday party or something. And she said, I want you to just remember and always remember that you are not better than anybody else and to make everybody fit in and feel welcome. And I like carried that with so much pride of I'm going to make everybody feel like they're, they're kind and they're great at what they do. And, um, and like, you know, you're not over there and I'm not over here. Like, I want us all to be friends. I don't want anybody to be left out. And when I got to grade 12, I graduated with a grad class of like 300 plus people. And I got the award for friendliest grad. And I held that so high because I'm like, above all else, if I'm remembered for anything, it's that I said, hello to you. I said, you know, do you need a seat? Do you want to come join our sit with down with us at lunch? And so we're all sitting around at the dinner table. And I looked over at Kayla and I said, you know, I'm so glad that my mom said that to me because look around right now, there was nobody left out. You know, there'd be two people sitting side by side at, we did a long table dinner every evening, you know, two people be chatting like this. And if they're 
um, you know, for whatever reason, this person on the other side of them was chatting to that other person, then this group just opened up and invited that third person in so that she wasn't sitting at the table by herself. And the majority of our clients have never met one another in real life. So, you know, it takes a lot of courage to show up to a retreat and say, hi, I'm here and I don't know anybody. And, you know, I hope this all works out. And everybody left hugging and crying. And I can't wait to see you at next year's retreat. And, you know, I, we really, really, really use empathy to build a culture of you belong here. Yes. Oh my God. I have like, almost have tears in my eyes and I'm smiling so hard. My face hurts because you're such a great example. Like both you and Kayla are two fours. Mm -hmm. The two line is like this natural way of, you know, being right. And this very passionate self-express, which you gals are the four line is all about network. Mm -hmm. It's all about community. Yeah. You're like so embodied in that. And also the reason why I was smiling so hard is because I feel like you're just sharing these stories. And then I'm like, Oh, look, it's in your gene keys. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just how I'm wired. <laughs> yes, yeah, literally. But I want to talk about this. So we're going to move on to the next sphere because it actually ties in so perfectly to what you just shared. Mm. So your pearl is 37.7. And the way that you talked about, so the, the line expression, which comes after the period is kind of like the lens and how we experience the shadow gift and city. Mm. So the third line of celebration the way that you share and experience prosperity with others is like you talked about that example of being in high school and like receiving that award and just always being like, I'm not better than you. Like, let's do this together. That's a very celebratory energy. Mm. Because if you think about it, when you're throwing a celebration, whether it's a birthday, whether it's, you know, a graduation, whether it's a gender reveal, whatever it is, a celebration is that there's no one above anyone else. It's simply just a massive space for self-expression and acknowledgement yeah absolutely right so it's so interesting because the 37 the the shadow is weakness and it's like weakness is you know how there's that expression it's like you're only as strong as your weakest link Mm -hmm. it's like it's like that borderline of like creating a disconnect right but then equality you're like screaming equality in the way that you value other women the way that you shout them out the way that you support them in business And then the highest expression of tenderness is like having that tenderness because there is a vulnerability in putting ourselves out there, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's not, imagine if you, you know, for example, you're in high school and you're offering someone like, Hey, do you, do you want to come and sit in the chair? Hey, do you want to do this? And they reject you. Then what? That feels shitty. Yeah. But that tenderness is like not taking it personally and realizing that that reaction says nothing about me. Like we are still the same coming Mm. back to that, that equality and like still celebrating the key. That's where you're at right now. This is where I'm at, but just unapologetically showing up embodied as that two, four. Mm. Right. But if you look at that, you, that pearl, like the way that you embody the celebration and the equality between people, the prosperity that you created in your retreat was unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely was all the friendships, all of the breakthroughs, all of the human connections, the shifts in interactions, the way you talked about pairs opening up into throuples and conversations, <laughs> yeah. like all of that is prosperity. Yeah. And it like makes me feel like I'm going to explode. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're, they're becoming friends. Like it has, like I'm stepped away. I'm at the end of the table. They don't even know that I'm observing this. And I feel like 
I'm going to like fucking explode with gratitude of like, oh my God, now they have a new friend. And, you know, and I see um, the weakness that presents itself for me with this whole thing. And I, about two months ago, before I knew that you were hypnotherapy, I'll hire you from now on. I um, hired a hypnotherapist to work through a like subconscious limiting belief that comes up for me where I fear what I'm trying to do actually comes back as my biggest fear of what if people think that I think I'm better than them. This is like my biggest thing. I'm so like, if I do, if I succeed in business, if I go on Instagram and talk about what a great retreat we had, do people think that I think I'm better than them? So then I'm like, oh, should I talk about how amazing the retreat was? Because I don't want so-and-so over here who didn't have as successful as a retreat to be like, oh, look at her boasting about her retreat. When really I'm trying to be like, look at all the friendships that were made. But then I have this fear of, oh, I hope I'm not coming off as people think I'm better than them. Oh my God. People think okay. that I think I'm better than them. So the gene keys never lie. <laughs> I'm going to, okay, we're going to like completely side rail for a second. And I want to go into the Venus sequence to talk about this specific thing that you're, that you're addressing, because I'm curious if this is going to resonate everyone. We will come back to the pearl sequence in a second. I want to talk about this. So in your Venus sequence, the EQ mm -hmm. is known as your emotional quotient. This is your energetic influencing and imprinting that you've received between the ages of like seven, eight to like 14, 15. Okay. So the shadow of self-obsession. So it's actually interesting. The 10th gene key is a gate is in, in the G center. The G center has to do with our lovability, our identity, our sense of direction, and like where we're going. Mm. So when we look at the self-obsession, it's like, okay, well, what do people think about me? Mm. Like what, like, how, what do I think about myself? How can I position myself to be lovable and to like not make it or to be, to not be too much. Mm. Right. But then the reason why I love the gene key so much is like, if you think about it, it's a very human thing to be obsessed with how we interpret ourselves and other people. Yeah. Ego. Right. But it's like a, it's the gift of naturalness is like, okay, well, it's pretty normal that I give a shit about what other people think. Mm-hmm. And um, this, yeah. the city of being is like, okay, well, I can be self-assessed at times and I can just be myself. Like, it's kind of a paradox. How do you be yourself? Mm -hmm. Right? You just be yourself. And so it's interesting because the line one, that self-esteem and self-sabotage is when you were sharing this fear around like, oh, I'm, I'm like self-sabotaging by not sharing my love and expansion and my heart exploding about this event you're self-sabotaging right. because there's a lack of self-esteem that you value yourself enough to say, Hey, this is what I created. Yeah. You know, and I, I see this play out in, in my life and like, I'm an Aries, I'm an Aries son. So I'm like, hello, me, 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 uh, leader of the pack over here. But then my rising sign and my moon are Libra, we other people. So I'm in this constant internal, battle or dialogue in my head of me versus we like yeah. if I if I share about we what do people think about me mm. mm -hmm. yes and it's interesting because it's still it's still connected to that shadow of self-obsession yeah and that gene keys lens 
because, you know, the reason why I want to talk about the EQ, that emotional quotient, the EQ has to do with emotional boundaries mm-hmm. and your emotional triggers. Yeah. So for example, I know that you and I will have a conversation about hypnotherapy. And this is why I also talk about hypnotherapy and gene keys. Cause like I could do a whole session just on this one sphere to really get into the subconscious mind. Cause like, I'm curious if you think back to the age, those tender years of like seven to 14 years old, like you're literally a child becoming a teenager. Like what experience happened during those times that might've imprinted you to see self-obsession from a bad thing and not allow yourself to be yourself out of fear. Right. I know what what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to, yeah, if you want to share that and then we're just going to, our conversation is amazing today. I'm just, we're just going to keep talking. Yes. I mean, the Coles notes, which came up in this hypnotherapy session, it was something that I've not ever thought of before, but, um, there was three experiences. One, when I was about four or five, one, when I was in grade six. So that is probably this time. I'm in another one when I was about 17, but when I was in grade six, one of my best friends at the time, um, you know, we're not in each other's lives anymore, but school was really challenging for her. And like, she was pulled out of class a lot to like go to reading resource and have extra help and support. And school's always been super easy for me. I can memorize anything. And so it's not like, yeah, I can memorize something for a test and then forget it. So school's always been really easy. I'm like, I'll just memorize the thing and pass the test and we'll go on a better merry way. And I can remember um, getting our tests back and my teacher knew that her and I were best friends. And she said, don't say anything about your test grade. Like, cause you know, I was always, I, it was very easy for me to make eighties and nineties. And my friend was always just struggling with like fifties, even in like the grade six time. And I can remember thinking, I don't know if my parents said it directly, but I have this feeling that my mom was like, you know, don't say, don't say anything about your grades to so-and-so when you get stuff back. And it was kind of just like, play yourself down. And then I had a babysitter say that to me when I was like four years old, like, don't you think that you're better than my kids? And we were the same age. And she said, stop talking about that. She doesn't know anything about it. And it was like something about like schoolwork or something. Um, And so, yeah, I see where this has developed in my life of like, ooh, if I talk about what I'm experiencing, that I'm making somebody else feel small or bad. So I'll just shut up and not say anything at all. And you know, what's crazy is like, you're talking about even at a younger, like under the age of seven, your SQ, this is the energetic imprinting between the ages of zero to seven. Mm. So you've had that same theme of the 10 Mm-hmm. from zero from age zero all the way to 15 mm. right which is like constantly been like don't be too much don't share like watch yourself like it's all identity it's all about who you're being right yeah. but here's the interesting thing is like so the way that the gene keys work is like we have the activation sequence so we go like life's work evolution radiance purpose and then we go up into the venus sequence into attraction iq eq sq and then we come into the vocation And so it's so interesting because over the years, these decades of you experiencing these interactions and these shadows around self-obsession and then really unapologetically like being yourself Mm -hmm. is what allowed you to tap into that gift of teamwork Mm. because you're like, fuck this. I'm going to be my two, four self. I'm natural (laughs) at what I do and I want to create connection and networks. 
And you coming into that teamwork and like connecting with others has allowed you to start your business. It's allowed you to, to share. It's allowed you to create these retreats. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know that I, I went, I like pulled back into the Venus sequence to talk about that 10th gene key, but the way you were sharing, I was like, it's right fucking there. I want to touch it because it, it still, it's through those 15 years that mm-hmm. you, that, that contributed to the now of you really embodying that teamwork gift that really starts off the pearl sequence. So I'm curious, like, isn't that crazy how it's all interconnected? It's all nuanced though. This is why I love the gene keys. Mm, yeah, I love it. I mean, I love all this stuff. I love astrology, I love human design. I'm, I love what I'm learning here. I love NLP. Like I love all of this stuff. I am so here for it. I do not believe that we are all wired the same. And even though we all have different life experiences, sure, I had, I have my life experiences and I also have a tendency to be wired a particular way. Yes, exactly. So before we kind of wrap things up, I want to talk about the last sphere in your pearl sequence, just so that we can like tie it all into a bow. Mm -hmm. So we talked about your culture sphere. And then I was like, dove into your pearl because I was like, I see this, the way that you celebrate people, like it's so beautiful. So your life's work Mm -hmm. is also known as the brand sphere in your gene keys for the pearl sequence. So your brand is like you like how you sell your truth like your experience like it's the branding of your business for example or just like who you are as a person and so the 17th gene key i'm going to cross over this into human design just to give it more context the 17th gene key in the ajna center Mm -hmm. as a gate has to do with your ideas your beliefs your perceptions like how you see things is really like your brand and how you're here to share And so when we look at the shadow of opinion, let's say, for example, you know, the way that you see things is so unique and the way that you express it is so unique to you. And that's what you're here to share with others. But when we think about like having an opinion and only seeing something a particular way, when we allow ourselves to be like, okay, can I see this differently? How can I, how can I see this differently? That gift of farsightedness is coming out into the full picture because when you can see the full picture, omniscience is all about encompassing everything right Mm -hmm. so it's like your brand and the way that you see things and it's it's great because you talked about how you're you have so many business ideas all the time they pop off right you just the way that you see things is just so natural to you because you're two for that two line that naturalness Mm -hmm. is you're here to really share like seeing things from a far-sighted view really allowing people to see the full picture because when you see the full picture of course you can have more opportunity for generating prosperity, making mm-hmm. a bigger impact, having more collaboration. And the two line of the dancer, what that means is that you are very fluid in how you do this. It's going to be very natural. Like if you imagine an actual dancer, it's like people see them dancing, like it's an art, it's a craft. It's, it's, it's something to be recognized, right? Right. So mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about the four spheres in totality so that you can see like all of your gifts. So f- literally, you know how I said how the second frequency is the gift when it comes to the gene keys, mm-hmm. your four gifts when it comes to prosperity, collaborating and being of service of others is that farsightedness, being able to see the full picture, equality, really saying that, you know, we are, we are all like, no one is better than each other. Like I'm here to celebrate all of you that discernment of knowing like what's best for who and when and myself, but having empathy for when it's not a connection. And then that teamwork, bringing things together. It's like incredibly entrepreneurial. So this is like what I say to people, like your blueprint of how 
you create prosperity like in your life and in your business. And I love talking about this because none of this directly, we did not talk about money or dollar signs at any point, but all of this could lead to limitless ways of creating financial abundance if that's what people want to do. But either way, you're going to have prosperity in the connections that you create with other people through collaboration. Yeah, I see it as like synonymous with joy. It's like, well, yeah, you can have tons of money in the bank account, but if you're fucking miserable, then what's the point? So, you know, I, to feel joy and I get to collaborate with people, I get to create this culture of equality. I get to, you know, see the bigger picture uh, for people that are in our world. Like that to me is incredible. And I have such a trust, maybe that's the fluid like dancer, but I have such a trust in my like co-creation with the universe that like, of course I'll be reimbursed with financial abundance for being who I am and doing what I'm meant to do. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. I absolutely loved our conversation today. Me too. I feel like, I feel like people are going to be like, holy shit. (laughs) We (laughs) went into, oh yeah. It was like human design gene keys, but this is, this is like the guts of the work that I love to do with people. Like I love deeply seeing people and just like listening to you and being like, oh yeah, here it is. Oh yeah, Mm. here it is. You know what I mean? Like there's no agenda in terms of like how your quote supposed to show up. You're just naturally being you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for seeing that in me. Oh yeah. You're so welcome. So before I wrap up the conversation, I just want the audience to know, I'm going to have links in the show notes for you to connect with Nicole. And of course I would also love Nicole to ask you, cause I ask this to everyone when I interview them or I do sessions with them. What is a piece of wisdom that you feel called to leave with our audience today? Mm. The piece of wisdom that I think I want to leave with everybody today is that um, people can be inspired by you, like they can be inspired by you, but they don't need you. So when you are being you and you're in your light and you're doing like you're marching to the beat of your own drum, you're flying your own freak flag, whatever that looks like, and you truly do not care about what other people think you are, you doing whatever you want to call it, source, creator, God, universe, whatever. When you are doing that inspired thing that makes you, you, the right people, the magnetic people will be energetically inspired by you, but they don't need you. I don't need you. You don't need me. Our clients don't need me. And I don't need my coach and I don't need my husband. I don't need him. I'm inspired by him and I love him, but we don't need other people. So I want everybody to just remember that like you have your own gift too. So just, I say just, cause it, it is that I think of it as a really simple thing of like, just ask yourself, what would light me the fuck up today and do that. And if you're showing up to a, you know, I always say like the J-O-B, I used to be a teacher with a J-O-B And the fluorescent lights in the staff room weren't lighting me up. That was not doing it for me. The gossip in the staff room was not it. So you can collect a paycheck, you can collect a pension, you can collect your benefits, but if you're miserable, what is the point? So like go out there and be inspired. I love that so much. And you know, one thing I really love about the way that you share is that it comes from such a deep rooted place of collaboration and abundance, Mm -hmm. you know, like, the way that you talk about, you know, we're not competing, you know, the way that we talked about teamwork and equality and lifting each other up, 
and also just like unapologetically going after what it is that we want like I just love that you're such a deep embodiment of that and the way that you shared today and so thank you for that piece of wisdom and thank you for all of your vulnerability today and just like our conversation was so long and so juicy and it was just like I was like this needs to happen it's going to go until it goes but (laughs) I really want to thank you for for coming on today and sharing everything with us I think it was a beautiful conversation I am deeply satisfied (laughs) yeah me too I can't wait to tell this is the thing I will go tell everybody I know to work with you when I'm inspired by somebody I'll be like okay you have to go you have to message Kayla how do you say your last name so I, I love that you asked this question because this happens. My last name is Guimont. It's French. Okay. Okay. And the reason why I say Kayla G online is because I know that my last name is hard to pronounce for people. And I just want to like save the misery. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure that I've seen your, I knew that you were Kayla G and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen her last name somewhere. And I'm pretty sure I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Right. Mm. So, and also I strategically did Kayla G online everywhere because my fiance's last name starts with a G. So now I don't have to change anything when we get married. Oh, that's perfect. Right. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, sneaky little tip. Strategic. So, I know. Right. So thank you to the audience today. Of course, if you can please subscribe to the channel, leave a review, reach out to us. Links are in the show notes for goodies. Reach out to us if you had any aha moments. Like we're here to support you. Obviously, like we absolutely love this conversation. So thank you again for coming on, Nicole. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. For sharing all of this with me. I feel like I'm walking away with my memory bank is like taking it all in. And I'm like, I'm going to go sit with this. Yes. Oh my God. This stuff. I know I, it's like one of the, one of the things I've considered is I really want to work longer term with clients because this conversation was beautiful, but it's like the integration that matters after. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. the part that's where the, that's where the real wisdom comes through. Just so beautiful. Yeah. Mm, So so good. good. All right, everyone have a beautiful day and we will chat with you in the next episode.